0: Welcome to the world in 10. The big news stories of the day explained and analysed by the Times of London with Laura Cook and Toby Gillis.
1: China spying. Where have we heard that before? But not as blatant as from a balloon this time. The question is what's really going on with their new scientific research base in Antarctica. We've details of why it's a concern on the way. It's one of the key areas for global scientific research. So where's the harm in China building a huge new research base in Antarctica? Well, the US is certainly watching the new Qingling Centre there. Despite the Chinese foreign ministry declaring it will contribute to enhancing humanity's scientific understanding of Antarctica and promote peace and sustainable development in Antarctica.
0: Sounds very clear what could go wrong. Well, Australia's clearly worried. It's the country with the largest territorial claims there and responded by spending 800 million Australian dollars on specialist drones, helicopters and vessels to police the continent. The new base is also close to the largest American research base in Antarctica and an American security think tank has warned it'll have a satellite ground station which could collect signals from US-allied Australia and New Zealand. So what's the real
1: threat here? Militarily, there should be little to none. Since 1961, there's been an international agreement, which it must be said China and the US, by the way, um, have abided by, banning the use of Antarctica for military purposes. It even allows nations based there to inspect each other's research bases, which America did as this new one was going up. Richard Spencer, the Times' China correspondent, told The World in 10, it's likely the concern is more about the mid-term future rather than the here and now.
2: What a lot of people are saying about the Antarctic generally and China's role there is as, uh, you know, competition for resources, as um, competition for geopolitical positioning, and indeed as the science of of sensitive issues like global warming moves on, you know, there's going to be a challenge to this treaty in in its quite extreme terms. And, uh, you know, China wants to be a player there if that treaty collapses. So if other countries feel the need to militarise the Antarctic, uh, or indeed China does, um, you know, then China has a base there, has a start uh, to compete with America uh, and the other powers in the future. There is cooperation as well, uh, attempts to, to build trust on all sides, while at the same time an awareness that at some point in maybe 10 years onwards, there is a possibility of more direct confrontation.
0: So to answer your question from right at the start, Toby, little harm at all right now. The question should have been, where's the harm in China building a new research base in Antarctica if the politics of the region changes? Because it seems like there's reasonable concern a research base could switch to military base pretty quickly if required.
1: There can't be many podcasts that take you from a story about scientific research in Antarctica to one that's beginning to grip Hollywood. But welcome to the world in 10. And uh, I can't lie, I'm beginning to wonder if there's any high profile firm that Elon Musk wouldn't be keen to buy because he may now be setting his sights, Laura, on Disney.
0: It began when the Twitter or ex-owner was asked on the red carpet of the L.A. premiere of a movie called Lola what he was doing there. His reply? I'm just uh, here with friends, he said. You know, thinking about companies to acquire. The article goes on to explain that that would have been the end of it. But it turned out he was with another billionaire, the dad of a woman called Nicola Peltz, who's locked in so-called proxy battle within the Disney boardroom.
1: She's made headlines for wanting to, as she says, restore the magic to Disney and has been linked to efforts to oust its chief, Bob Iger. So, with that in mind, are she and her father cosying up to Musk in a bid to buy the firm? His red carpet comments suggest it's a distinct possibility.
0: Now, from Hollywood to Australia and the right to disconnect. But how much do we know about that phrase? Well, if you're living in Spain, Italy, France or Ireland you'll know that you can legally ignore your boss when you've clocked off and not have it end your career. I don't
1: know what that would, would do here, <laughs> but um, Australians are following suit. A new law means any contact outside work hours will be deemed unreasonable and and could also be reported.
0: This is all designed to protect workers in an age where instant 24-hour contact has become the norm. So, Anthony Albanese, the Australian PM, says if you're not paid 24 hours a day, you shouldn't be penalised if you're not online or available 24 hours a day.
1: We head to India now, where a bill banning polygamy and giving women and men equal rights to inherit has been passed into law. It ends the practice of Sharia law, which many Indian Muslims follow.
0: Since independence, India has allowed all religious communities, Christians, Hindus, Muslims and Sikhs, to follow their own laws on issues like divorce and marriage and inheritance and child custody. For the Muslim community, these matters are all governed by Sharia, Islamic law. The bill being rolled out in the state of Uttarakhand in North India, home to around 10 million people, will change that, forcing all Indians, including Muslims, to abide by a universal set of laws.
1: In some cases, women have equal rights, in some they don't. And critics say this bill from Narendra Modi's government is targeting Muslims. The Times' correspondent in India, Amrit Dillon, explains how. You've got different fundamental principles clashing with one another. So, for example, there should be the same law for everyone in India. No one's going to argue with that. You've got the fundamental principle that women should have equal rights as men. The problem is, though, then when you assert those two principles, you have conservative Muslims saying that, hang on a minute, if we go by that, that clashes with aspects of the Sharia, which has different ways of dealing with marriage, divorce and inheritance. And therefore, if you force us to follow the rules that you've set for all Indians, it effectively means that you're stopping us from practising our religion. And the right to practise your religion is guaranteed to us under the Indian constitution.
0: This bill overrules Sharia on custody rights. Sharia law also allows a Muslim man to have more than one wife. If a Hindu or Christian man takes a second wife, however, he's guilty of bigamy. On the question of child marriage, the code stipulates the minimum age of 18 for girls. This too goes against Muslim personal law, which allows marriage the moment a girl reaches puberty.
1: We do need to point out that there are, of course, 28 states in India, the BJP-controlled state of Uttarakhand being just one, but several other BJP-ruled states say they may follow suit now, Rajasthan being the second most likely to adopt this code.
0: The guys working on the event had to be armed, but they were all high on coke. Not many people working at the pinnacle of sport could get away with saying that. Although not many people working at the pinnacle of sport are Bob Arum, the legendary boxing promoter for the likes of Muhammad Ali and Tyson Fury. And the man who promoted the event that quote is about evil Knievel's 1974 Sky Cycle Rocket Stunt, where he tried to jump Snake River Canyon.
1: The Times has an interview with 92-year-old Aram, and it's full of extraordinary tales. A death threat, which he claims came from rival Don King. King, by the way, has always denied that. Stories of Donald Trump and how Nixon used his events to cover up bad news. And then all the way up to the modern day and Saudi Arabia's attempts to buy boxing. It covers decades of his career, and it's an unmissable read. Now, Laura, it's legitimate to assume there may be some listeners for whom a sex scene in Superman might be... Uh, Shall we say something they'd be keen to see? Oh, yes. Um, A man who played the superhero for a decade has declared them to be overused in cinema, asking what they do for us apart from the idea of, oh, a naked person.
0: Great. So this is one of Hollywood's hunks, Henry Cavill, who's brought the argument to the table. He'll probably be pleased to hear there are actually fewer sex scenes in major films than at any point in the last 50 years. But it certainly had the Times office talking today.
1: (laughs) It has. We should point out that Cavill's not trying to cancel them completely. He concedes there are times when it's beneficial to a movie, but most of the time, he says, and this is the bit that will probably have our listeners drifting off into a daydream, uh, most of the time, the human imagination... Is going to trumpet.
0: Stick with us, Toby, (laughs) and stick with us tomorrow, World in 10 listeners, because that's all we've got time for today.
1: It is. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of The Times of London. We'll see you then. Planning for your next trip?